Hey everyone, this is Jesse, George, and Robert, and this is BitBytes, an analytical discussion about gaming. Thanks for joining us. Hi, we're back. I have the list. <laughs> so, what, what list is this? This is going to come out in the future and this is all going to be over by then, but right now it's the night before the... Uh, video game show awards is that the technical title of it the, i think it's the game awards the game awards the game awards yeah. the game awards the fancy presented logo. by and spotify logo, like sort of looks like a v so i think it's implied it's video games there's no categories for scrabble on here so i'm gonna assume it's <laughs> video games so uh, quick note <laughs> if you don't watch the game awards you should because they always drop teasers and first looks for new games that are coming out yes in the, in that's just a way shows. for them to entice you to watch yeah it. that's Don't what fall i'm saying in that trap but i'm kidding <laughs> there's lots of hype this is yeah one of the big gaming events the academy this. awards of gaming is that's it? something we'll probably talk about later on how this compares to your typical movie and tv award shows it's growing yeah yeah a lot more compared to last year which we'll get to but yeah so we thought we'd just go through some of the big ones that have stayed true from its inception and talk about games that are relevant to us that we've played and talk about some of the other categories that we find generally interesting so let's start off with the game of the year assassin's creed odyssey <laughs> celeste god of war marvel spider-man Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. I wish I had actually played all these because then I could have an opinion. On each one. And then be like, oh, this one will probably take the cake, but... Unfortunately, only. we are all well, I know working adults, so... <laughs> two of the games, I've heard you... Well, actually, no, three of the games, because I've heard you and you talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Spider-Man. I've never played Assassin's Creed Odyssey or any Assassin's Creed game. But Robert has. I have. You did. Um, okay. And I've played Monster Hunter World. Yeah, you have. Yeah. For yeah. Xbox yes. and PC. Yes. I've played, like you said, Spider-Man and Celeste, which I'm very happy Celeste made it here because that is a uh, indie game mm -hmm. in this group of triple A's. So, that is really cool. Yay. But does it feel like... Because sometimes I feel with the Academy Awards, there are certain nominees in certain categories that it just barely made it, and it's not actually going to win. It's a token indie game. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, not played Celeste. It could be a very amazing game, but that's just when I like read compared to the other like competition. That's what the feeling I get. Well, like this goes back to our original conversation between indie and AAA. I told you guys about how I tend to play games that, you know, are plus 40 hours. Celeste, I'm sure you could sink that much time into it if you like that type of game enough. But, yeah, it's definitely something I probably tackled in a weekend. Mm -hmm. So what turned you on to it if it's a indie title that was short and that's not usually what you play? The art style was beautiful. And the topic I felt going through it, it was trying to give you a peek into what it's like to overcome depression. I think that was the one that stuck out to me the most, but I've mm. heard other, you know, mental diseases, people with different, you know, uh, 
uh, ailments gotcha. identify with this game. Hmm. So it, it really did. It, it I think it did a good job of that. And the music was also very good for an indie title as well. So I, I definitely believe there's lots of reasons why it was nominated, and I think it deserves its place. But for winning, no. I don't think it's going to win. Oh. Ashley, is there... I don't even think there is a indie-specific category. They are all thrown in together. Is there not? I thought there is there was a best independent, independent game? Oh, there is. There's one, sorry. Best independent game. Which it's in that category as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do get that one chance to shine, but I feel like that's sort of the equivalent to like best animated mm. movie where I always call <laughs> on that because they're, they're not just animated. They really should yeah. should be considered for all those other categories. They're just as good, but because people see animation, they think, oh, kids. I wonder if it's too because you're literally creating everything that you have in a sense, some control over the quality of the whole thing much more so than you would have in a live action film. Explain that. Because you're able to create everything that you see on screen. This is just my viewpoint on it. Versus, There are lots of, I feel, more variables that can happen with a live action film that you don't have control over versus in a computer generated film there's more control i think maybe it's just in a different way but i think you know everything in filmmaking live action or not is completely should be intentional and if it's not that's the fault of the creator yeah i guess what i think is that the best soundtrack of an animated movie shouldn't be like omitted yeah which it tends to be from like best soundtrack category it's almost like every possible so it's like thing a separate you could highlight, yeah, is just shoved under yeah. one broad category. And a lot of times those nominees under that category each are really wonderful in their own way and they're forced to compete against yeah. each other. And in the best independent game uh, sort of gets their time to shine, but also when they're trying to battle, it's not like they're omitted from the other categories, but when they have to battle with these AAA games, it's... Uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. So the fight ain't fair because of the way that people generally think about like a separation or like division or somehow inherently different. Yeah. That's lame. Um, but it is a thing. I think it is a thing. Yes. So out of those and based off of the games that you have played in that list, what do you guys think? Or Are we back to game of the year? Yes. We made a big detour. But. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to bring it back to the game of the year. Thank you. I mean, I have my what I want to win, but I I don't feel right fully trying to... I haven't played all these games, so I can't truly judge. Spider-Man. <laughs> of course, but I played that one. Uh, I, I can't say whether it's better or worse than God of War or Assassin's Creed Oh, Odyssey. please. You would have that bias if you had played all of them in their entirety for like 100 hours each. <laughs> uh, I'd have the bias, but I don't think I'd immediately call it a winner. I'd say it'd be my favorite, but... Mm -hmm. That's I'd like fair. to think I have enough integrity not to do that. <laughs> well, if you're going to be like that, then I have to be like that too because I've only played Odyssey. So Have you played which is fully a great game. through? Um, no, I have not completed the entire main story, but I do this thing with... Yes. George knows this. I do this thing with long-form open-world RPG games. I turn off the HUD, 
as much as possible. And I go for immersion and I turn up the difficulty all the way and I try to lose myself in the world. So everything that would take almost no time because you're following a map marker and it's easy to kill things now it takes me, you know, three times as long because I make it a chore for the sake of immersion. But I like it that way. I know I'm weird. It's fine. <laughs> so no, I haven't finished it, but I have played it a crap ton. Like I'm 80 hours, something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. So it's just a matter, it's just the way that I'm playing it is taking forever, but I do really like it. It's, um, do you get lost often? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, why am I playing it like this? And then I'm like, wait, Everything around me is beautiful. I that's go why I'm playing it like this. Native. It's not cluttered yeah. with this stupid like yep. stuff telling me what to do every second. So yeah. I like it like that. <laughs> well, so you think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to be the winner? No, I mean I, I'm kidding about your position, but I have to say the same thing. Like I haven't played any of the other games. I like. I almost want to say Red Dead, which is a game that I have never played, but based on reputation and based on the first game, which is sort of not totally rational to say but i mean just the expectation from rockstar and the reception that it's getting and i have watched a little bit of gameplay it looks damn good see i'm sort of conflicted over red dead redemption because i just don't think it's had enough time after being released to really sink in i don't i don't know yeah it just came out i do think one aspect of these nominations, like one of the considering factors is how well the game does or sits with the players after a long period of time. Yeah, Monster Hunter World's been out for a long time. God of War, very long time. Like, do people look back at it and they're like, oh, it was just, it was just hype that was making me like this. Or is it fun to go back and still play it? Um, yeah, it does have staying power. So to your point, the descriptor <laughs> on the website of this category, they, each category has a sentence that has the criteria, describes a specific criteria that's being used to judge which game will become the winner of each category. Mm -hmm. So for this one, mm -hmm. recognizing game of the year is recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. How could you possibly measure that when a game's only been out for like a month and some change? Especially relative to this stuff that's, uh, the other stuff that's on the list. It's the, the newest one. And even for like, God of War's been out for a hot minute, but like even then, I don't know that you have enough distance to. Oh, God of War's been out for a long time. But is one of the categories that they're judging it by is how well it's sat with players? I think it's somewhat implicit in this criteria that they're presenting, right? Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative. Right. I mean, that requires it because they're using words like absolute it's best so and all creative fields. It's like you would have to dissect the entire game in every category and really take a deep hard look at it, which requires some time. But I, but it, I mean, it's the people that are judging this are a board of judges that are saying that this should or shouldn't be nominated, right? I mean, I do agree that there needs to be a level of input from the playing community as to whether a game is good or not. But I also think it's a thing of kind of the Academy Awards where things get nominated and win where people don't think that they should. Well, ultimately, like, this isn't a fair thing. It's like it, the whole thing in its presentation. It's just bureaucracy is, and yeah, politics. Yeah, it's freaking rigged. It's a popularity <laughs> contest that's ruined by money. Yep and corporate interests so it's like except for celeste why. it's the only pure um 
<laughs> the longer game's been out, the more chance the hype has died down. And I, I always try to want to remove hype yeah. from these decisions. And Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption has the hype right now. Um, and I feel like that blinds people to flaws. Um, Could be. Where there's been months these other games get picked apart. Like, I, you guys know I love Twilight Princess, and I still do, and heavy nostalgia glasses for a solid game, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when that game came out, people were giving it same reviews Breath of the Wild's got when it came out. Like, perfect, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And now it's one of those games that people, you know, very divided. So, with time. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So I, they I should wish. have released their game like six months earlier to be nominated. Be considered for next yeah. year's. <laughs> That's actually an interesting thing we noticed on the best fighting game. Smash Bros. comes out the day after this these awards um Ugh. which is going to be it i bet it's going to be on the list next year right so it's gonna literally be the longest running nominee and maybe we'll have enough distance from its initial release date <laughs> to judge it accurately and not be all hyped about it you know what's gonna happen right all the smash fans are gonna be like melee was both <laughs> and george is gonna Doesn't be matter. the one who's leading the pack melee is always gonna that. be best nothing can beat it ever <laughs> it can't nothing can compare to melee <laughs> melee is king forever um i am going to interject what i think is going to win okay please tell yes um, it will it will probably either be red dead redemption 2 despite what people might want or i also feel like monster hunter world might actually win why is that because because i had a terrible port on pc and no it, multiplayer doesn't even work and yeah that's that's why. crap <laughs> I, i'm gonna say god of war I, do you guys remember the hype i mean let me, me talk about hype right now but that's like what i got because i never actually played it and not still i get drugs of it from you know gamers that i follow i just remember when that came out that that was a, a hot one did you guys get that at all when it came yeah, out? Yeah, it was or? received really well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I didn't it have it. a strong yeah. narrative? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing, like in every way. The art yeah. looks great. Gameplay looks great. Story looks... I think there's a nominee for uh, the uh, category for best performance. One of the people that was nominated for best performance it plays a role for in creative. the God of War. Yeah. Ooh, that bodes well. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Reddit redemption and spider-man there's four nominations for best performance that are also in game a year mm. but those are my two picks my red dead redemption two monster Hunter world well red red i keep doing red, that red 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 dead redemption red dead redemption rdr2 that's what i'm gonna say from now on and god of war got the most nominations out of all the categories so it's almost like battle between you know a solid game that's been out for a long time versus what's hot now and i'm not saying it's not a good game i haven't played it and a lot of people like it so old versus new i guess we'll see yeah so george i didn't mean to but i think i derailed your you're going to talk about monster hunter world and i just totally got cynical on you please tell us why the game from what i remember broke new ground for the game that had been kind of a because like before monster hunter world i don't ever remember a game in the monster hunter universe that's ever was really recognized or like nominated for anything it's just kind of flown under the rug 
I think, Tintit, you said the problem of coming out in different systems, some yeah. were localized, some weren't, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. never came over. Yeah. I think this, as much like it name implies, <laughs> this one really, I think, was both an Eastern and Western game, and it was created in a way to welcome both old and new players. So, very inclusive game. I think that's one of the reasons it did quite well. I was very tempted to buy it when they came out with an Aloy. It's so much fun. Uh, pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was so tempted. I'm like, why am I even thinking about that? I I didn't want the game before. I'm not gonna buy it just for some uh-huh. outfit. Like I can go play Horizon. <laughs> why? I had a like a deep moment there. I was like, Jesse, what are you doing? Stop. That's pretty cool though. Oh, they almost got you. They, anyway. They did. <laughs> yeah, I think it. It's definitely a good contender there. I mean, I would probably put it above Spider-Man in my head of like popularity and reception. Do you think that this, I guess this applies to God of War and Spider-Man. It's a good thing, the reputation of the PS4 exclusivity, but do you think it having a, by definition, having a narrower audience might hurt it in a popularity contest like this? Or is it really just based? Because, you know, I guess it doesn't have an opportunity to have as many impressions with as many people. But the games are great. Yeah. I guess it hurts and helps in a way. I don't know. Yeah. I I think it can hurt just the amount of recognition. People can recognize it, but whether they played it or not, they can't actually tell if it's a good game or not. You guys don't have a PlayStation, so you haven't played these games. And that's fine. But is it because I sense a little bit of a, something in your tone? That's fine. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep playing your VR and Nintendo Switch. Mm, I will play my VR. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but I think it's more of a help than a hurt. I think people like PlayStation. It's part of their brand. That's what makes them more like top tier in my mind. So objectively the best. Is that what you're saying? It's the best. It's platinum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. just something to consider yeah, in all yeah. this stuff. Um, Especially as we go into some of these other categories, it's like that is a unique identifier for any category that it appears in. It just has that kind of dynamic going on relative to other stuff that's like maybe it started on a console and then got ported to PC and then now it's everywhere or something. Because I think that's what happened with Monster Hunter, right? Is it started as console and then got ported to PC? I think yeah. so. So, mm-hmm. it you know, the audience gets expanded, even though... I was joking, but the initial release of the PC port did go poorly, and it was yeah talked about a pretty good bit, but then they fixed it, so it's all good. It's just, I don't know, it's interesting how availability and the success of the technical side, I guess, of all this stuff can impact the overall reputation of a game, and maybe if the content of the game is great, um, it can be kind of hurt by whatever the release looks like, so... I'm curious yeah. though, I'm not a game maker, so I can't say for sure, but I would imagine that, okay, your team, game development team, and you're given, you're making a game and, it, and it's exclusive for PS4, for example. You don't have to worry about the other consoles or any other potential future setups, configurations, whatever. You can really just focus on making the best game you can f- with that engine or for that console. and. You know, I, I think a lot of the ports that you see that fail uh, right away, maybe because it's rushed. I, I don't know why they do or they don't, but 
I'd rather have a creative team focusing all their energy on the art and not where it's going to be hung. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah because it does take a lot of time effort and energy to and i to think that's ports. why it's interesting when you see ports to the switch that come years later they do come but they come a lot later than your typical game and i think that's because they want to put adequate time in supporting it mm -hmm. i think it's also too that there's more difficulty importing it to the switch than it is for other platforms why do you say that just from the article, I don't know exactly, you know, verbatim if that's true or not true, but from what I've, you know, seen, you know, in articles and stuff like that, that it is, I don't know what criteria it is, but people have said that it's. You just heard that from like developers, I guess, the people who are doing it. Yeah. Gotcha. If we hadn't made this clear already, we do not make games. Video game podcast, we don't know anything about making games. No, yeah. we don't. But that is an interesting thing because all the games that I have on my Switch that are ports are very high quality. Yeah. And I think it helps them a little bit because they can s slap a price tag on it. That's if it's not 60, it's close. Mm -hmm. And you're still willing to be like, oh, yeah, it's great because it's, you know, it is a convenience of the Switch hardware, but, you know, it's not going to suck. So yeah. Steam is a little bit of a wild west in that space. So, yeah. yeah. Know, know what yeah. you're going to get. Right. Okay, I'm gonna bring us back to the game awards. So, so we're thinking Red Dead Redemption Two or Monster Hunter World or God of War, or as God you have put. Or <laughs> Spider Man. We're all or Spider Man. Who knows? Celeste. It could be any of them. Okay, moving anyway. on. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be hilarious to listen to after tomorrow. Okay, uh, best action game: Call of Duty, Black Ops Four. Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, or Mega Man 11. That's cool that Mega Man 11 was nominated for Best yes. Action Game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice to see. It is nice to see. Yeah. I mean, it is Capcom. It's a big name in gaming getting another entry, but it's a fairly small-scale game, especially, I mean, not compared to Dead Cells, but the other ones on the list for sure. It's much, I mean, in terms of, like, development size, time, budget, and then actual asking price like compared to far cry five how is it on the same freaking list that's Just look at what? all of the what? they're all what? shooters one is different than the others <laughs> yeah it's crazy i love when a well, dead cells game isn't is put a shooter right uh yeah dead souls is more like mega man in gameplay than uh the others but i know what you're saying yeah it's funny that they're pitted against each yeah. other yeah. like that that's what action is apparently is yeah a shooter well <laughs> you know what's funny is like Dead Cells actually does have, it's not heavy story, but the world that you play in and the amount of time and effort that's put into fleshing that out, whether it's through like loading screen descriptors and like the characters designs are great. I mean, there's, it's distinct enough to where like to put it in a category of just purely being an action game, uh, a little bit weird to me. I mean, it is mostly about gameplay because it's a uh, procedurally, or a, it's not procedurally generated, but it's a somewhat randomized experience every time you run through. Mm -hmm. and Mega Man doesn't have a story, but I assume all the others do. I mean, even the camp, the single player campaign for Call of Duty is going to have a story. So I haven't played it. I don't know. Have you guys played any of the stuff on this list? No. I personally have not. My brother has played Black Ops 4. And? There 
is a story, but not in the conventional way they've done it in the past. Your play is kind of the singular mode. You get to pick kind of pick and choose. How does that Like work? they don't have a campaign mode. They have a different kind of mode that explains, from what I remember, explains some of the backstory of like the class type or whatever that you use um, in multiplayer. Oh. Because um, it has like a certain face for each class. So you have a more intimate relationship with your I guess. preferred class? Uh, I don't think it's going to win, and I hope it doesn't win. Wow. Oh. What's that about? Throwing shade. I, it's, it's Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> I, I can't get behind it. Okay. Is there My any brother, Call of Duty game you're on board with? Uh, the original Black Ops uh-huh. was great. Um, Modern Warfare 3? No. Modern Warfare 2. Oh, sorry. Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> um, are, are my favorites. And Advanced Warfare, mm. even though a lot of people didn't like it. It was pretty cool. So why poo-poo on this one? I don't see the appeal of it. You know who does? It's sort of surprising because my brother has had the same attitude, not to speak for him, but I'm going to. My brother has had the same attitude about Black Ops for the longest time now. And I think it was the thing where someone else convinced him to just try Black Ops 4. And now it's what he plays as his go-to on his Twitch stream. And he plays it with other people. I think that has a lot to do with his level of enjoyment for it. Again, I'm just speaking for him. Yeah. But, I mean... I think it's also just not my type of game. Yeah, but it's COD. You've said that other COD games are good. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it more or less the same thing? It's like, oh, now you have a hook shot. So that's different. But yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And some of the reception I've heard like from the Battle Royale mode have not been positive. It does look a little bit. Yeah. But, but also it's not my knows. thing. Um, that's kind of the only real connection I have to any of these nominees. Moving on. <laughs> Unless anyone has anything nope, else to say. I'm good. Okay. I think this is the one we, we want to talk about. Best action adventure game. And what is criteria for best action slash adventure game? Best action adventure. Less shooty, more adventure Is <laughs> Let's see. From the website, the criteria, the sentence of criteria is, for the best action slash adventure game, comma, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. That's hmm. specific. Traversal and puzzle solving See, and combat. It's like sandbox. The combat sandboxy is action. Type. The traversal and puzzle solving is adventure. Adventure is exploration. Well, that's in there yeah, too. Yeah, traversal, exploration. Traversal. traversal. Is, I don't like that word choice, but yeah, yeah I know. Just I interject know your saying. own word that you want to use. <laughs> okay, so I'm with it. All right. So based on that, how do we, what do we see in here? My favorite game category right here. This is what I love. Well, what well, we've it's got not Robert win. on Odyssey. I've played Spider-Man. You played Tomb Raider. Mm, Tomb Raider. So. It's not going to win. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is not going to win. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Why? There's a lot of traversal and, and whatnot in there, and graphically it's a very beautiful game, but the sense of exploration that you probably get with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm. uh, Marvel Spider-Man... Red Dead Redemption 2 might actually win this one if it doesn't win game of the year. Could win both. Yeah. I think the big thing that's going to less of the action more adventure is going to come through on this. I think people the biggest influence for people is going to be how you travel around and the maps. Mm. 
all of these have maps that are really large and uh, deep, lots to explore. And then how you get around. Is it fun to get around? Uh, you obviously, Robert, have spent 80 plus hours <laughs> traversing <laughs> Odyssey without a map. So yeah, It does um, not take 80 hours to traverse Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> but you've talked about, when we talked about Spider-Man and Tomb Raider, about how you enjoyed moments like in these tombs yeah. swimming through the water like things would happen your sense of like even the world is smaller but your sense of exploration is still there mm -hmm. and you said the puzzle solving is pretty rewarding yeah. yeah and then i've talked about how i enjoy traveling around in spider-man so much that i barely use fast travel so <laughs> yeah i think these are all wonderful contenders i don't red 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 Dead Red Red this word Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> The one, I haven't played it, but one of the ongoing jokes I see everywhere is about people not being able to fast travel or like they can't figure it out. Mm. I think wow. that's telling a little bit. Yikes, <laughs> like, that's, that's bad. I wonder if that's um, intentional. In fact, it like made sort of a significant plot point in <laughs> some South Park episodes recently. Oh, um, wow. Mm. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Use it as bribery of, I know how to make traveling look cinematic and more interesting. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, Does it work though? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the fact, I don't know. That seems like something that should be obvious and not hard to figure out. I don't know. This is all hearsay. So hmm. maybe that hurts it a bit in this category. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. Just maybe others tackle it better. Very quick side note, there is another, it's not in here because it came out years ago, that was a RPG game, MMO, but RPG, that didn't really have a fast traveling system, but it was a massive world. RuneScape. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, what is it? Black Desert. Oh yeah, Black Desert Online. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's like intentional that the there's either a fast traveling system or if it's convoluted for a reason. In Red Dead, it might not be. Shy people away from using it. Gotcha. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting choice. I don't know. I guess I have to play it to make that More judgment. immersive? I would be into it. I'm like, I can't fast travel. Great. I don't have to worry about Get turning it off. Get on my horse and uh, travel uh, through three seasons. <laughs> I don't know about you exactly. guys, but when games when you would fast travel in older games and it would take so long to load wherever you're fast traveling to, you're like, I might as well just run there or ride my horse or whatever. And that would happen sometimes <laughs> and I'm not ashamed. And now games have a <laughs> auto traveling thing where you get on your horse, you tell it to auto travel and then you, it's like, cool, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I guess the last bit I wanna talk about with these is the puzzle aspect to them. You said Tomb Raider had had good puzzles. Yeah, they did have good puzzles. Very Puzzles that felt very much a part of the world. Okay, natural. It wasn't like, let's take you out of this moment and have you do this puzzle specifically. In, in, a, in a way that is, one, it's a part of the world, but they feel very real. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is obviously a puzzle. It feels like something you would actually find if you were to go, if that place was real and you were to go explore that place. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I think that's the opposite of Spider-Man and why I think Tell us about the Spider-Man Spider puzzles. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Spider-Man puzzles, but it's definitely not, it's very <laughs> shoehorned in a little bit. So it's like those lock picking puzzles that Skyrim has or whatever. We're gonna like, oh, here's a door. Let's like go into another menu and do this puzzle game. Uh, that's what, the Spider-Man puzzles are like they're not natural they're very much led to 
and separate mm. little obstacles to get over. I like them. I'm the type of person that likes to sit down and do a Sudoku puzzle every once in a while. Just, um, yeah, exactly. So I'm okay with that. But I think if a wonderful game, it feels more natural. Mm. It mm. feels more like a Zelda puzzle, a dungeon mm. puzzle, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I have no puzzles to bring to this because Odyssey doesn't have any. So No puzzles? Boo. Do they have like relationship puzzles? No. No. I mean, even the when you're making a decision in dialogue, it's very obvious what outcome you're going to get. So. Oh, okay. Nope, not yeah. really. It could be a puzzle on how you kill certain enemies, certain key yeah, figures. That's a little bit of a stretch. So maybe it should be in the, just stay in the action category. <laughs> maybe not so much the adventure. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Not enough shooty for that. <laughs> exactly. But there's traversal for sure. There is much traversal and it is super fun. Can yeah. I, I just want to say between the action game and the action adventure games, like it's all guns and action game. Pew pew. And then action <laughs> adventure. I don't. I guess Red Redemption has old timey guns. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Lots <laughs> of gunplay. You don't have your like machine gun. Type. If it's not fully automatic, it's not part of the category. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is an interesting distinction. Um, okay, so feel like we've exhausted that category. Mm. On to best role playing game. RPG. RPG. Hey, it's Monster Hunter World. And that's the only game that I'm remotely familiar with in, in, in this category. We have Dragon Quest Eleven, if I'm reading my Roman numerals correctly. Uh, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Mm. I have nothing to contribute here, I'm sorry. No. Haven't you played Pillars of Eternity? No, that's Divinity. Which yeah, are very similar, but yeah. different, yeah. Mm. I bought Octopath Traveler, and it's been sitting on my shelf waiting to play for a while now. Mm. Uh, the art style intrigued me, but there's been other bigger games I've been more interested in that yeah. I've wanted to play on a big screen. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. I guess I could play on a big screen on the Switch, but... Have you played the demo for that? I have not. I did. Yeah. What do you think? It's cool. I mean, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, more or less. Mm -hmm. It's like traditional RPG, but... They take the pixel art stuff and new technologies and make it interesting and it's layered. And honestly, the dialogue is kind of crap, but like, <laughs> I only played it. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for being honest. Well, would you say then probably the only thing it, that's different about this that gets it bumped up as a nominee is the art style? Um, I don't know. Like, Just playing the, the demo. Table? Sure. I maybe. I don't know. I'd have to play it more to say, but. It definitely is a huge differentiator, mm. for sure, in this list. I have a question. Xenoblade came out last, or the year before, correct? 2017. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, it came out last year. December 1st, 2017. Whew. What? That's not what I remember. Am I crazy? Is that DLC, though? No, that's you, the game. You got that, actually? Yeah, yeah, worldwide on December 1st. That should be considered... Shouldn't it? Get no, that in there. Well, uh, no, no, we know because no, no. the Game Awards hadn't happened yet. When was Game Awards last year? Now I want to see if last year it was nominated because if it wasn't, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but even so, isn't like the DLC kind of its own separate game? December 7th, in a way? 2017. Yep. Okay. Wow. It came out six wow. days. What before. were the winners last year? <laughs> <laughs> Destiny 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. Fire Emblem. Heroes got in there. <laughs> what? Why do you say that? Is it crap? Have you seen a trailer for it? No. You don't even need to play it. Have you seen a trailer for it? No. <laughs> no. Is it? Oh, okay. 
Um, um, Cuphead. It could mm. be an honorable mention. Dang, this is a good year. Samus Returns. Oh, I want to mm. play that so bad. It's pretty good. Oh, Wolfenstein 2. Anyway. Five, Odyssey, of course. Mario and Rabbids. Oh, my God. It's PUBG. Platoon. You were right. Best multiplayer, PUBG, last year. Ah. You called that. I did call that. Best what? student game award. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe got under there, too. Mm. Wow. How about that? That's interesting. Okay, but I don't see a nomination for Xenoblade 2. Just swept under the rug. WTF. That's weird, though, because if it came out the first, there's no time to evaluate that for yeah. the seventh. Oh, yeah, that game of that scope? No way. It, it felt like it fell between the cracks, and I'm really upset about that because that was worldwide release, correct? Credit. That sucks. Bad timing. That was worldwide release, correct? It didn't come in Japan earlier, did it? Worldwide, December 1st. Yeah. Okay. Well, Which is rare. We can just scratch that in as honorable mention. As oh, gosh. <laughs> so so really, we should modify all these categories. I'm <laughs> upset about that now. Like what you should have really nominated is. That's uh, lame. Anyway, okay. sorry, I, I'd like caused an avalanche. Mm. <laughs> now that we're all emotionally ready to go, let's go into the <laughs> next category. Okay. This game direction. Okay, I was. Wh- I'm curious. How do how do they describe this category? What's their one-liner? Because uh, if it was, if it's what I think it is, this is probably my favorite category. Best game direction, and I quote: "Awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design." It's a game of the yeah. year. I think this and best art direction are sort of balanced in my head. These are my favorite categories mm. because it's not a popularity contest. It's a like, it's an art and technical mm-hmm. contest. It's an achievement Ideally. contest. <laughs> So this is something that I think Spider-Man fully has a chance of winning. I feel like it did break boundaries when it comes to, I'm going to say it. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. it. Making you feel like (laughs) Spider-Man. I was laughing about this (laughs) earlier because every reviewer says that. And I somehow believe I managed to avoid that when talking about Spider-Man, but nope. Is there something to be said (laughs) about three? I don't know about a way out, but three PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, and I mean, this how goes back to what, what we're saying earlier about it's the craft. The craft matters a bit more, I think, when it comes to PlayStation exclusives. They want it to be top tier. And so they're going to push their developers to do the best they can. And apparently it pays off because Horizon won last year. And it deserved to win. It was, yes. Uh, last year was such a good year for games. Sound like an old person. Uh, yeah. This year, I Red- don't know about all this I, oh, yeah. esports and I'm an old <laughs> In the gaming world, I've never touched Fortnite. I don't want to. So this year, Red Dead came in and uh, guns blazing and messed everything up. Ah, guns blazing. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I think Detroit nice. Become Human. It's a game I still do want to play because of the heavy narrative aspect. Um, Same here. But why don't you already own it? Mm, I good think excuse. I did at one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went to pre-order at one point and it was out. Like yeah. the pre-orders were out and I found that very strange. And I don't know if that was just something weird on my end or not, but. If you end up getting it, I want to play it, please. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get it. I it's going to happen. It. But I do think from what I've seen of it, I, I think it's definitely a worthy nominee. They're just trying to push the boundaries on like this narrative driven, um, your choices matter type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a way out. I don't know this game. You guys know this game? 
I know what it is, but I have not played it. Okay. It does. I mean, sounds like uh, a horror game. Uh, no, way out. You'll recognize it when I do this. Just this. Oh yes. Such a. I almost got that game actually. Yeah, it looks really cool. If I had someone to play it with, I would play it with them. Very innovative, from what I've heard. Yeah. What have you heard? Like, why would this be considered? It's uh, it's a new way of playing a narrative-driven game that's never not really been done before. Again, it's I don't remember the specifics, but I do remember when I was looking into buying the game, the way that you play the characters in the game is not. It's v- extremely unique. So this is the general idea. It's two guys that are in prison and they break out a way out of prison. Get it? So there's two main World characters. Title. Yeah, exactly. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to get out of here? Here's a way out. Um, so you play it with another actual human being. So you control each character and the way that the gameplay unfolds and the story unfolds is that you have these scenes where you play together in the same space and then you break off and do things separately in split screen and then you come back together and then you go in a split screen and you come back together. But you're always doing something that has, you're doing different tasks to accomplish the same objective and then you come together in unity when you finish your task of whatever it is. So, but it's seamless. It's not like, oh, there's a break here and then we go do separate levels and then we come back. It's like, it's all seamlessly integrated. So you're together and then the split screen comes in and then you do your stuff and then you arrive in the same place. But there's... I want to say too that there's things that happen when you do those things separately that that affect the outcome. There's so many different outcomes that you can get out of the game mm-hmm. because of the different choices that you make and yeah. that sort of stuff. So your individual agency affects what happens when you come together again, and there's a lot of branching paths in the narrative. So, uh, really cool. Breaking new ground with narrative and multiplayer. That could win. Yeah. Cool. But it's not in best narrative category. So obviously the story sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, just... something about all of these, I just, from what I know, from what I play it and from what I've heard of these others, it seems to me like all of these focus strongly on merging gameplay and narrative mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's the reason I love this category because that's what I want all games to do. Get on their level. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Best narrative. Uh, We have Detroit Become Human Again, God of War Again, Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. The only new one here is Life Life is Strange. So have you guys played any of those? No. Mm -mm. This is uh, interesting because was this, this wasn't Telltale, was it? What? Life is Strange? Yeah. Because I was going to say they released them in episodes uh, Did they even do the first describing one? with Telltale in that episode? I don't it's, remember them doing the first one. It's not, but it yeah. seems like it what, would be. What company is it? Daunt Nod Entertainment. Um, Published by Square Enix. I like, yeah, Square Enix, that's what it is. I'm. It's nice to see this here. I'd like to see that the episodic release games that are released this way uh, is succeeding at least enough to get nominated for best narrative so uh do we yeah. hope it wins so that there are more of that thing no, i don't think it actually works that way but. god of war is gonna win this one from what i've heard okay mm. cool. um, i could see that that's my gut feeling 
there. Even Maybe over they, Spider-Man? Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man was a good narrative, but it was also a retread. Like, they retread it well, mm-hmm. but everyone knows that story. They they made it their own well, but I think people would rather, for a best narrative winner, pick something original. I feel like God of War went to, even with the trailer that I saw, gave me the impression that this is going to be a really, really good story. Cool. I'll get on that bandwagon. God of War. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I love all of these. I've never played it, but I feel... This is very interesting. I read someone else's opinion and I just believed them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we just like talking about games. Uh, best ongoing game. I think this is also interesting, sort of like these episodic games. This one's just more, it's less episodic, more here's DLC packs, new expansions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite. No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Siege Six Siege. Alright, I got some things to say about this one. Do it. <laughs> so Destiny has not aged well. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But it should be on the list because it's still alive and thriving and it's old AF in terms of video game shelf life expectation. Uh Fortnite, whatever. What is that? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky should not be on this nominee list because it's an absolute slap in the face to gamers. It's an absolute slap in the face to anybody who invested in the marketing schemes Ooh. behind this game. Yeah, yeah, schemes. This, that's an intentional evil word that I use there. Uh, they fooled me, which is why I'm so butthurt. <laughs> uh, that game came out in 2014, and it's been constantly updated with major DLC patches ever since, like every six months or so. Turns out when you make a crap game that is crap at the core, it's still crap when you put more crap on top of it. Mm-mm. So it's crap and it shouldn't be on this list because... Should it even be called ongoing if it's just all of their additions are in an attempt to fix an already broken game? That's kind of my point. Yeah. And to, you know, to the it, credit, all of these DLC, it is actual DLC and it's all, quote, free, end quote. But the problem with it is these massive overhauls, which they are massive, like adding entire new systems to the game that are extremely deep, like base building, wasn't there in the initial release. And now there's a fairly robust base building mechanic that can be used in any place in the game. That's gotta be an extremely difficult thing to pull off. Uh, The entire game is playable in third person now. That's gotta be quite the thing to do. So the effort's there, but you just can't come back from that. Really is no man's sky. It is no No man's game. (laughs) Get it off this list. I'm sure that's the first time that's ever been said ever in the history of ever. (laughs) Um, But I do, in the place of no man's sky, I have a suggestion about what should be on this list. And it's two games. The first one is Prey, which came out last year, but has, has two major DLC additions to it that add entire new gameplay experiences to the game. So I already love this game because I'm just partial to that genre and they did it extremely well. If you haven't played this game, stop what you're doing and play this freaking game is so good. Moon Crash is DLC that expounds upon the original game. So you get an entire other story that's fairly robust. Apparently you can sink a lot of hours into it and it has that element of, it has a roguelike element to it, which is just kind of cool. But then there's, on top of that, they decided, no, that's not enough. We're going to add another entire game play type to the game. So the Typhon Hunter thing, one person's a human, and then if you know anything about this game, there are aliens in it that 
mimic everyday objects. Ooh. So in this DLC, the game type, one person's a human, and then all the other players in this multiplayer map are mimics that are objects that just like spring at you out of nowhere, freaking try to kill you, and they're it's not bad. as predictable as the game because in the game you kind of start to learn like these subtle behavioral things, and then you're like, that's just a coffee cup. Wait, wait, no, it's not. Wait, it, yeah, it's a coffee cup. But then you get better at like figuring out, no, yeah. it is actually a coffee cup, or it isn't. But in the Typhon Hunter thing, it's brilliant because it's people, so they're trying to trick you. It's freaking awesome. Ooh. I would never survive that game. Ever. So awesome. I love it. I would game. never survive that game. No, you wouldn't because it's actually scary. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a good game, though. Um, and then the other thing that I would probably throw on this list, I'm kind of surprised it isn't on there, is Warframe. Really? Yeah. What do you think? Warframe has been going for an extra. I mean, at that level, you could add a bunch of other games that are ongoing, I feel. I think it's probably the ongoing game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like- yeah, but doesn't that make it kind of strange that it's not on the list? I mean, I'm sure it's been on the list other years like i i think last year they had one of their people on to talk about the next big expansion at the game awards um okay that would be one of their moments but (laughs) i feel like all these games too came out within the last two years oh it has to be within the year to be counted yeah and warframe's been out for a much longer time than that uh no man's sky came out in 2014 2014? No, it didn't. It came out in 2016. I was like, mm, sorry. No. I just <laughs> is Siege that? How old is Siege? Siege is pretty new too. I feel like they were just, they probably just want to give more room to other yeah. nominees. 2015. Huh. It was a little bit all over the place, but anyways. Well, Overwatch, What I think that's one of those games that still holds up. Yeah. In South Korea. In South Korea. Yeah. This is a worldwide event, it Robert. Is. It don't is. exclude South Korea. Let's not forget that we live in a big, big world. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I think oh, I was, was going to say, I think it's weird, weird that Destiny 2 isn't the game that's been nominated. It's the expansion to Destiny 2 that's been nominated. Yeah. How does that make you feel? You feel weird about it? Yeah. Why? Why? Is it the expansion and not the game itself? What's the difference? It's an addition to the game. Yeah, but like, why wouldn't they say... Destiny 2 instead of... Overwatch and then whatever the new expansion. Yeah, because... Like, the multiple well, expansions they've had. You know this about Destiny 2. It's episodic. Yeah. Why not just call it Destiny 2? Because it's Cause still it's Destiny not, 2. Is it though? Then don't the, call it Destiny. Call it whatever else it would be. Two reasons. First reason is... Destiny 2, when it was initially released, is way different than it is now yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So that's a thing. The other thing is if you nominate this expansion, this episode, then you can, I don't know. I'm not the one picking. I don't know what the rules are for if you can be in the thing or not. But like I would imagine it would increase the shelf life if you just pick a particular part of a game. It's like, oh, well, you know, the next year it's like, well, we just did the DLC from last year. So we can do the DLC from this year now. Versus like, oh, the game gets slated once as a whole, it gets judged, and then it expires. I don't know. Just a theory. They should call it Destiny 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sexy name. Where do I download uh, that? That's a Kingdom Hearts joke for y'all. Yeah. (laughs) I just want you to know that I had to go look that up. Because I had a general (laughs) idea that like chapter and prologue were in there, but I wanted to get it correct. So. 
Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, best ongoing game. I don't know who would win. I don't know. Um, I haven't played any of these. The only reason Overwatch still sticks out in my mind and Fortnite for the same reason is because they're, they're pretty consistent about releasing regular updates, events, probably Fortnite even more just because of its user base and popularity right now. Um, Seizures that way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say those three probably lift themselves above No Man's Sky and Destiny's Destiny 2. Uh, Not a difficult task, if you ask me, but yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, we know your feelings towards that game. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. All cool. right. Moving on to best art direction, my other favorite category. And again, we have some familiar faces with Odyssey, God of War, Octopath, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of the Obra Dinn. That's a new one. Never heard of it. Me neither. Also, a lot of PlayStation exclusives again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Coincidence? I think not. Huh. Okay, the please. The premium experience. <laughs> please look <laughs> the up. The best <laughs> console. Sorry. <laughs> please look up Return of the Oberdin because I want to see what this... Let's I don't see. need to play it. If it's art direction, I just need to see what it looks like. <laughs> I'm tempted to say comic book-like, but even it's even more stylized than that. It reminds me of drawing programs from really early computers. Oh, yeah. yeah, those old computer drawing programs. This is under the independent game category, so yes, it's an indie. It's pretty cool. It's like I'm a modern it... day gaming experience, but with a blend of new and like old school visuals. Steve Jobs would have been into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it broke the independent game category and made its way into our direction. Mm. Congrats, Oberdin. Well done. Well, I don't think we can say anything about these. No, Odyssey but, is really beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard to say. That's it. Yeah. Is it a step above the other Assassin's Creed games in terms of... Red Dead looks really beautiful, too. It does. There are a bunch of landmarks and historical sites in the game mm -hmm. that are true to life in terms of size and scale, and they're extremely detailed, and you can climb them, which is pretty cool. But I don't know. Those are things that actual artists have made and then they've reproduced in the game which is a not to say that that's easy or anything but artistic and technical skill to be able to model them texture them exactly them. yes let's see best art direction is quote for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation that's pretty self-explanatory yeah well congrats to all of you good job <laughs> sorry i didn't play any of you <laughs> Ooh, okay, this is a good follow-up to our last episode, best score slash music. Mm. We got Celeste, I already mentioned it, having a good score. You did. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, yes. Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and there it is again, Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, I've already gone on a little bit in the last episode about why I like the Spider-Man music. Well, I haven't played any of these. Maybe between Celeste and Spider-Man, what's what would you say? How would you compare? compare Which those one to? deserves to win? Or just how are the? Uh, I would imagine those are very different oh, soundtracks, yes, right? Definitely. So how do you even start to look at those and compare them? Well, this is tough because Spider-Man's also nominated for best audio design, and I think it would win out on audio design versus score music. Mm. There's that one theme that does really well as a score, but it's just the one. I would congratulate it more for its overall sound of how the theme 
blends in with the sounds of New York, how altitude takes apart. Like you have to take that into consideration how the sound changes depending on whether you're uh, swinging or walking. Um, this I'm blending back into audio design now, but they basically had all the, vo- the voice act, his voice actor, Spider-Man's voice actor, record his lines if he was walking versus if he was swinging so he like does all his lines twice over Mm. like they're very particular about these things and making it feel like Um, (laughs) spider-man so (laughs) i would congratulate it more for the audio design than the one piece of music that i thought was great but i think celeste had more consistently good tracks for each level as you went up the mountain and it really helped set the mood, the soundtrack itself, more than the audio design to really feel the difficulties of the main characters and the challenges. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did uh, Cuphead win last year for Let's it? find out on the internet. I know it did, not for the Game Awards, but the other major Game Awards show that they have. It's like the BAFTA or something like that for game audio design score music score music near automata ta, 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 oh yeah that makes sense cuphead was but it was nominated mm-hmm. hellblade I, was audio design yes mm. Mm. um mm-hmm. as you have took well i was about. gonna say celeste because i didn't know if, if it's anything like cuphead's was where you know there was a lot of tender love and care that went into and it definitely shows in Cuphead if it's anything like it was for Celeste that it might be a, a pretty good chance that it wins. We have the power of editing. Let's listen to it. Jesse, have you played Cuphead? No. Ooh. I do not like that style. I never like that animation style at all. Oh, boo. I can admire it for its achievements artistically, but not my cup of tea. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, you get it, Cuphead. Your cup of tea. Mm-hmm full of puns over here i like how it has a mix of a music box like a digital music box feel to it i believe like when you're going through the levels you collect cassette tapes Hmm. Um, what's a cassette tape oh no no, it's that thing that she's you're part of our generation where we've experienced both the old and the new so oh i'm not ignorant and millennial oh (laughs) (laughs) okay got it so yes we've experienced the cassette tapes so you collect cassette tapes? I believe so. I played this a little bit ago, but I think strawberries are main collectible. And yeah, cassette tapes. So I think the cassette tapes were used in a way. Uh, when you got one, you had access to a harder version of that level, I believe. Hmm. So cool. You, it's something you collected in the level to get more. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Reminds me of the game uh, Fez. I think the art style-wise, yeah, I would, I would definitely compare it. Not in, in the three-dimensional aspect of it, but so that pixel block, but still really clean and refined looking. I'm, I'm talking more so about the music. Mm-hmm. Music reminds me a lot of Fez. It, it really comes at a perfect time. Like it's a slow build. It's, it matches, the soundtrack matches the anxiety, uh, the depressed state. Um, it Can't it really it. backs up the purpose behind the game. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So it has a realistic chance of potentially winning this category? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think it's it's worthy of being there, but mm. man, that's so hard. I don't know how people vote on these. 
There has I hope to be they've one. All played them. I really do. Adequately. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, best audio design. Like I said, Spider-Man's in there. Guess what? RDR2's in there too. And God of War. Wow, so original, guys. I'm calling this one. And Forza Horizon and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. For Forza Horizon 4 is going to win. Ooh. Do tell. Why? Because out of all these games, they obviously have a very meticulous attention to detail when it comes to audio sound design and you know the quality of you know the sounds that are in the game however i feel because a good portion of the forza horizon or just the forza community in general are major car fans that you really have to nail the different sounds that all of their because there's like over 300 cars in the game the engine sounds that they make the way the tires squeal and all that kind of stuff mm is a huge factor and then how you modify the different engines and, and that sort of stuff and the different sounds that it makes when you do that and just all the incredibly unique sounds that even like classic cars and, and that sort of stuff my money's in with forza horizon 4. i'm getting a headache just thinking about all the different variables you have to take in consideration it's like oh well now this motorcycle has dirt track tread tires on it mm -hmm. and it has a giant muffler so we have to have a specific combination of sounds to make that and it's going over dirt instead of gravel or snow instead of you know springtime and and that sort of stuff it's whew. do you think unless you're a car person though you'll you'll appreciate that oh no like well you, that's interesting too because the gameplay is arcadey right it's not super real i mean like compared to like project cars or something where it's like a sim um yeah it's not a real in terms of the actual gameplay uh-huh it's it's not that realistic it's more for the you know fun arcadey aspect like you're saying however but the sounds stay the same you know whether it would be a sim or you know not to me i, I don't see any reason why they would want to change or tweak the way the cars sound and you know they're more simulated Forza Motorsport versus the Forza Horizon right? series. As good as possible. All right, yeah. Forza it is. My brother was even, because my brother is a huge car person, he's going to school for it. He was even like commenting, it's like, oh, they really improved like this, you know, sound for this car from the previous game, or, you know, this car could have maybe sounded like this a little bit more, you know, stuff. So you can imagine mm. if you multiply exponentially for the car fanatic community, it's like you get a lot of people to really please. Cool, I'll go with you on that one. I I haven't played Red Dead, but I could imagine there's they've got to get real creative with those sounds. Mm -hmm. um, historical time period specific sounds. Uh, so I, I'm sure the audio design there is pretty cool too. Yeah, so from the little bit of gameplay that I've seen, it is astounding the level of clarity and realism in the audio design. I think no one should underestimate audio design because how immersed you are in these games really comes down to sound. Mm -hmm. Yes, never forget how important audio is. I tell people this all the time. Mm -hmm. I know you're consuming something and you're a human being, so you <laughs> primarily taking all your information as visual, but the audio can really make or break it. Mm. Just proving your point. Yep. yep. Okay, uh, independent game. I've only played Celeste, there's Dead Cells, Intro the breach. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Into the breach. Intro. It is says it? intro right here. 
Is this a typo? I thought it was into the breach. Into? Or I thought it was into. Tis. Yeah. Correction, <gasps> into the breach. Typo. I just copy and pasted this from a certain site, so. <laughs> certain site? Um, Return of the Oberdin and the Messenger. Have you guys played anything other? Or I've only played Celeste. Have you guys played any of these? Nope. No, but I do want to add one. You played Dead Cells? Yeah. I have played Dead Cells, which is an excellent game. Best independent game. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Here it comes. Let me just throw another name in there. That's what's up. Like all these categories we just talked about. Sound, art direction, narrative, all that. Like I, I action adventure. All of that is just stuffed into this one category and there's so many games. It just upsets me. That's why every year they, they expand. Yeah, they expand on the esports side. We'll get to that. Oh. But not on this. <laughs> so No, you're right. It's like if you're if you take this seriously and you care about it and you want to put enough thought to actually kind of really consider these games, like that header, best independent, it's just like overwhelming. The amount of times I've said God Award and Red Dead Redemption 2. It's just Red, like, Red, mm. God Award. <laughs> Red, Red, Redemption. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They're um, all the same. I just yeah I think if more recognition is given to indies I think that would be a big step into solving that AAA versus indie problem we were talking about in our very first episode could be um, just making people see them differently you say more categories or more ones up for consideration Both. in these categories a little variety would be yeah, nice a little variety. so I don't even know how like how would you would you just like divide it into like a AAA and like indie category and no. like have their own separate like categories because I always thought it was a challenge to come up with categories for games aside from like the obvious like best narrative best performance and that sort of stuff it's like I'm not sure maybe. like what would you do for a, a more categories for like indie games maybe there's like just a set amount of AAA versus indie that can take a slot but then you know sometimes you have the scenario where you truly do have more AAAs that are just better than the indies I this is a tough problem. That's why it hasn't been solved. But I think probably the most, the way they would get the most recognition is if you did have all the same categories, one set for AAA, one yeah, set for Yeah, it's breaking it into. It would like be a lot, it. but that would be probably the most true representation hmm. that they could get. Um, Separate but equal. Remember how that worked? <laughs> but then the award <laughs> show kidding. would be twice as long. <laughs> well, you know what the... <laughs> the TV and movie awards do they just, more ads, more money. They yeah. do it. They don't. They <laughs> don't show it live. They just have it online or yep. wherever. That's true. Well, the first thing that comes to mind with indie games is it would be nice, in my opinion, to have a category that calls attention to. In I mean, again, you'd have to pick a particular aspect of development or aspect of the game but just to award originality and to encourage that because one of the games that keeps coming up over and over again is odyssey which is a good game but it's almost like that game is a result of people getting in a room and being like hey i played breath of the wild and witcher 3 and all these other really successful games let's analyze the crap out of them and figure out what worked in it and then we're just going to integrate all those systems into our game which is good but it's also, I, I was playing the game and I was like, yep, I've played this before. Oh, yep, there's that. It's not original, even exactly. by their own standard, yeah. like yeah. the Assassin's Creed lineage. 
Would the that be only kind of original thing is setting? Yeah. Would that go into kind of game direction though? Best original game direction. That would be a nice category to have. They do have that. Where is that? Best game direction. Yeah. No, but to to specify to be more specific about it's, it's with indie games, I guess in particular oh. is my point. They, Just to encourage that creativity and like people to to be risky and try new things and not be punished for it, because in terms of a money making scheme, <laughs> you are punished for it. If you go and take risk and it fails, yeah. it's you know yeah. what I mean. More so for indies than triple A's. Yeah. They should have a most difficult game to make, or not maybe not that phrasing, but in that realm of like most like the game that was like had the most of course it could potentially be subjective it's like there's so many potential yeah factors to that mm-hmm. maybe like most like breaking new ground but again most that's innovative. to me yeah innovation. but again it's like best game direction mm-hmm. like, yeah yeah oh, oh. we should not <laughs> be in charge of this nope <laughs> Best game performance. But that, to my point, it's like it's very hard to like make these categories and d- decide the criteria of like what goes into you know what qualifies for these games. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think that's a great transition into our next set of categories because we're starting to get into categories that are definitely not your norm and they're very unique to gaming. Mm. Well, best performance that's not unique to TV and movie. What's the criteria for it? Let's take a look-see here. Best performance, quote, awarded to an individual for voice acting. Voice, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. No, no, for voice over acting. Oh. No, sorry, voice over acting. (laughs) Motion and or performance capture. So unique to games because games have finally got into that point where a lot of stock is put into these performances. Mm -hmm. Um whether it's just the voice and now face capture motion tracking is a yep. thing. So to take into consideration as well. I'm really happy this is a category. It keeps elevating this role and I hope more games uh, recognize it's important. Okay, so. very quick comment on the motion capture thing. Mm-hmm. It is, in my opinion, L.A. Noir did it the best and no one has even gotten close to utilizing that technology in an effective and interesting way that's actually a gameplay element since then and that game's old and it's honestly not the best game in the world okay. i would argue hellblade is up to par with it damn it i gotta play hellblade and then i can okay i'm just saying it uses a gameplay element though because oh, i would yeah. agree like i think most people take it as the we just want an awesome cinematic and we want to show emotion through these characters but la noir really used it as a gameplay mechanic like you have to see people's faces like, yeah. and make determinations about what they were thinking best performance Category the contenders are. I don't know why Brian Cranston isn't on this list. <laughs> he's the he's the best actor that's ever lived. Oh yeah. No, context. Uh-huh. Kidding. Context. Huh? Uh, context. Where does that come from? Uh, who cares what it is? Brian Cranston. What game was he in? He wasn't in a game. I'm just saying he should be. This if there's joke. a best performance, yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you can't throw jokes out like that out there because what? Kevin Spacey has been in. Kevin Space. He's been has, in. He's been in games. Yeah, in games. That's what I'm saying. And uh, who's the uh, who's the Game of Thrones actor? I believe he was in a uh, one of the shooters. Really? Or at least they were modeled it after him. Is anyone weird enough? I feel to like know I saw him name? in a trailer. Here we can pull this up right here. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. 
got it first. <laughs> it was like one of those really interesting different names. Kit. Oh, he was in uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. There we go. Nice. So. But you hate COD, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. I just remember <laughs> seeing it in a trailer. I do remember that now. So mm. you can't throw jokes like that out there because who knows, he may have been in a game. True. Sorry, I'll be more careful. Thank you. Sorry, Brian. Thank you. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> he deserves to be Wait, here. he should be in a game. Oh, he game should be, yeah. Want. He feels like more he should be in a Red Dead Redemption 2, shouldn't he? Like He, he just... could be in anything. That's my point. <laughs> he, he was in Malcolm in the Middle, and yep. then he was yep. in Breaking Bad. I love Malcolm in the Middle. Those are not Those are the great. same. Oh, no. Those are very, 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 very different. different. But he had a family in both of them. <laughs> but did he treat them the same way? Did he have the same amount he of He loved hair? his family. Did he wear his underwear the same amount of time on screen? Maybe. Probably. Actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, yeah. Okay. Anyway. We should get back to it. Best performance. So. For this year. I've only seen Yuri Lowenthal's Spider-Man, but I will give him major credit because I only, you know when you hear a voice and that voice is stuck, that character stuck that voice forever? Well, Yuri Lowenthal is Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto. Oh really? And that oh yes. Growing up on Naruto, that's all like his little angsty emo <laughs> yep, self yep. is all I know from, with that voice. I cannot hear that voice anywhere <laughs> else. But after two hours of the playing this game, I was thoroughly convinced. I do remember Spider-Man. the little that I had seen from trailers and that sort of stuff. Sound familiar? It triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So were you able to graduate? Or did you get past the typecast? I did. I did. Okay. Right, I think good. he was wow. that good. Um, wow. I think I really think he sold the role. Like it, nice. the emotions came through really well, even if you know the facial animations weren't there, the voice carried it. So, good. I'm gonna call nice. it this guy who played Kratos in God of War. Did you hear what Jesse just said? Yeah, and it beats that. Is that <laughs> <what you're saying? laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's pretty good, Kratos. Again, I am basing it very heavily on impressions and that sort of thing, but. I don't know. There's got to be said for something that you feel in your gut and what the impression that you've got, even just from seeing like a trailer for something and Mm. granted they're trailers. So they're not always accurate to the actual game or movie or whatever. But I feel very strongly about God of War. (laughs) Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Well, if it made that much of an impression on you and just kind of a brief little window, it's gotta be, it's just the way it's set up and just the reveal of his character in the trailer yeah, it's just like, okay, this is the real deal. Um, I don't cool. know why Stan Lee didn't get his mm. best performance nomination. Right? Yeah, what is this? Rest in peace. For his one line. It's rigged. <laughs> You're so good at being yourself. <laughs> we done there? Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on to games for impact. I like this category a lot. because Actually, let's have you read the one-liner for this. So we can get a clear picture. What? Games for Impact, quote, for a thought-provoking game, no hyphen, with a profound pro-social meaning or message. That's really specific. Yeah, and indies tend to get on this list mm-hmm. because AAAs mainly want to make money, right? The A lot of times indie games are run by an underlying passion or vision that are often very per- close to the game creators. Uh like I mentioned, Celeste is on this list, and to me, I, I felt like it was a really good game trying to make the player feel what it's like to have to be depressed um, mm. and overcome that. And I, I think this is a great category, and I 
really celebrates the best of gaming. So really positive impacts yeah. that games can have. Yeah, I second that. Because it's, um, for better or worse, everything that's on all of these lists has had has enough of a reputation and impact to be considered important, and it's influencing a large number of people. Mm-hmm. Because their audience is so big, if they can focus on things that need to be focused on that are, quote, having a profound pro-social meaning or message, that's beautiful. Yeah. So let's look at the other games on this list. 11 to 11 Memories Retold. Not sure that's yeah. how they want to say that. But uh, oh. Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, and The Missing, J.J. Macfield, and The Island of Memories. Celeste wins because this one we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's working in this, this oh. podcast. Uh, yeah, so check check these out if you're interested in checking out games that have pro-social impact. I actually do want to at least read a brief synopsis of all those now just out of curiosity mm-hmm. just to see what they're about yeah Adv- okay so 1111 memories retold is an adventure game set in the time of world war one games inspired by real events where players participate on both sides of a complex historical event that's a way to describe world war one <laughs> okay so a young photographer leaves canada to join the western front in europe what a terrible career change uh same day a german technician is told his son is missing They discover the reality of war crossing paths on the front and the rear, trying to preserve their humanity for the loved ones in the face of disastrous events if they can come back. Is Um, it a shooter? Or is it just the setting? It says adventure game, which makes me... Think it's not Think it's not... That's not the focus is the action. It looks... A video game that, you know, doesn't glorify war. What a a shocker. Looks like it's doing the opposite. Holy crap. The Missing J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. The game's premise is that J.J. Macfield, the playable character, is searching for her friend and love interest, Emily, after she goes missing on a camping trip. After J.J. is struck by lightning, she cannot die and must inflict grisly wounds on herself in order to solve the game's puzzles. Throughout, players unlock text messages that reveal her backstory and her motivation to her self-harm. Wow. That's interesting. Well, I have Florence here. The art style looks adorable. It's an interactive story and video game. It was released on Valentine's Day. It follows the story of a 25-year-old Florence Yao. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. As she lives her daily routine and meets Krish, a cellist she sees in the park. The game features little written dialogue and tells Florence a story through a series of brief chapters. It uses basic puzzles to reinforce pieces of Florence's life as players progress through her story. The lead designer, interesting... Oh, he also did Monument Valley. I love that game. He wanted to create games that uh, didn't promote violence. That, you know, you can have a fun game that's not that doesn't revolve around violence, which <laughs> is nice. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Narrative focus experience with puzzles. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, but I want to kill stuff. Yeah. Where is this on? What's this on? I must conquer something. It's a iOS Android. Maybe. I don't have any power and control in my real life, so I have to go into the virtual right. world. <laughs> I think I'm going to download this one. Cool. Nice. And Life is Strange 2, I have a general understanding of that one, but I have a gist of why it's made this list. A lot of decision-making mechanics in this one. The two primary themes of Life is Strange 2, it's around education and brotherhood. I'm sure it highlights strongly the this bond between the brothers 
and if they're on the run, I'm assuming it. I don't know, maybe he still wants his little brother to be educated. I don't know. <laughs> we should really play these games we're going to talk about. Yep. You guys should give these a try. They all sound very interesting. Okay, best mobile game. Ugh. Who thought this would be a category however many years ago? The four yeah. people that made Fortnite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Donut County, with which just by name alone makes me interested. I've never heard of it, though. <laughs> Florence again. Uh, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones. Never played a single one of these. There's a PUBG Mobile? What? I, w- I, w- <laughs> what? I was going to say, I feel like the Fortnite or the PUBG Mobile games might win because of the crossplay. Yeah, cross And ha- making that work to a level to where you don't have a significant advantage or disadvantage from playing one platform to the other. That might significant. be a statement. I don't know. I don't know. Never played any of them, so I can't uh, say. Keyboard and mouse versus a touchscreen? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't see it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand the cross-platform, but to say that they're equivalent, that's nonsense. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. See, see what I did there? <laughs> okay. I think the cross-play, you know, enough. I don't know like, if that's you a can play... achievement there in my mind. Yeah, that blows my mind. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But to my point, the fact alone of getting it to a place where the people that are playing to make cross-play even an actual thing is you have to have some level of otherwise people wouldn't play it on the mobile platform of well, a it's level a playing field factor, right and it's a lot less to ask yeah but that's what i'm saying is like the complexity that fortnite has with like the building system and swapping between combat with just a touch screen that's pretty crazy yeah it is crazy it's pretty cool i have never done well with a keyboard and mouse versus a controller just taking yeah. touch screen out of it but I don't know. If it's you just put like, me against a seven-year-old that's experienced touchscreen Fortnite, I'd probably lose. <laughs> so yeah. So my money's in Fortnite or PUBG Mobile. Yeah. I as much as I don't that. like the even games. just the success of those games just brings it above the others. I think. I want Donut County to take the cake. <laughs> <laughs> or the donut, you should say instead. <laughs> you missed an opportunity. I'm sad. Dude. Okay. George, you're probably going to be the star of this category. Mm. Best VR or AR game. We have Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber. I've heard of that one. It looks a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. Played that one, not on VR, but I want to. Mm. Have you played I, any of these? I played Beat Saber, which is a lot of fun. It's like a Guitar Hero for VR in its own unique setting. It's a music type game where these blocks come at you and you have two sabers and you're supposed to slice the blocks in the direction of where the arrows are pointing to the beat of the music. Then Guitar Euro mashup with Skyward Sword. Yeah. There you go. Um, And increasing complexity. (laughs) Just kidding. That was only at the demo in front of everyone before the game was released. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My heart. Sorry. <laughs> it is fun, but, uh, you know, I, not being able to speak to the other games. I'm kind of surprised that, like, uh, more VR games aren't included in this because my opinion of these are obviously not having played all of them. There's definitely, from the games that I have played, some really impressive games that aren't on here. That I'm curious. I think now it's good to have its own category. It's sort of still 
niche niche mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. however you say that word nichey <laughs> nichey just kidding yes <laughs> that's the most fun one Nietzsche. um so it's appropriate for now but i could totally see this category getting to the status level of like how how we were talking about independent games indie games of of like should they really just be limited to the one small category? I think they're different enough. You have that immersion element, and I think the technical aspects of it changed a lot of things that really, I think, sets it apart from these other categories, but should still be considered. Uh, it's it's tough. It's not there yet, but I can totally see it getting to that point. Yeah, well, and that's what uh, Insomniac is actually trying to do with a, game, a new VR game that they have coming out next year. Really? It's kind of bring it to that AAA level to get more people. It looks extremely impressive that it comes out next year. Cool. Think about it. Like, best performance? I could easily see that being just swamped with VR games if... Yeah. I mean, what's going to beat having real-life Brian Cranston standing in front of you, acting at you yeah. versus on a flat 2D screen? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, those 2D screens probably still have worthy nominees, but they're not going to get the limelight. So mm. things to think about for the future. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait until there's a category that's most terrifying VR experience. No. There's one particular <laughs> game that I'm trying to... Re- oh, Lone Echo is a game that I feel like should be included in this because to me, it's the best... I don't own the game, but I played the game. Is the best narrative experience on VR right now extremely well made is it something that could not be done unless it was in vr you won't get the same effect playing in 2d that you get you know playing in vr released in the past year maybe it's 20 get it on this list be another year it was nominated if it wasn't this past year could be did it win last year the internet knows release date consult master 2017 last year it was was biohazard resident evil 7 i could see that Oh, it was nominated last year. Good job, George. Look at you. Good call. Good call. You know stuff. We are so late to the game, guys. Mm. Okay. But, like, look at that list. Yeah, so I guess, like, maybe within the last year, there hasn't been as many impressive VR games Mm -hmm. of of the scale of, like, Lone Echo or Resident Evil 7. Yeah, next year's a new year. Stormland will definitely be nominated, which is the new game that's coming out for, that's the AAA level game. It does look pretty sweet. Okay, best fighting game. Mm. Are there any games in this list you played? Melee. <laughs> it's gonna be Melee. <laughs> every year it'll be a contender. Does every other fighting game measure up to Melee? It's like, why is it on the list? It's timeless. <laughs> the fans will it's riot the best ongoing not. fighting game. <laughs> um, yeah, Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball. That all was one game. I'm listing these really quickly, and these are oftentimes lots of weird names here, so apologies, but. I don't think anyone actually cares about these lists. I think my <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Five Arcade. Nope, 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 nope. And Smash comes, Smash Bros comes out tomorrow, so it didn't make the list. But Lem if it wasn't the Smash. list, it went. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It'll yeah, win next year. I haven't played any of these. We'll talk next year. If I had to pick one, I think it'll be the Dragon Ball one. It did get received really well. Yeah. And it looks pretty sweet. What I remember, too, it's a fairly big step up from previous iterations of Dragon Ball fighting games. Okay. Cool. I'll Yeah, I'll put my money on that. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> so, mm. 
I don't. Mm. You see, they put Geralt in it. Yeah, they did. So stupid looking. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so? it looks so yeah. dumb. But I mean, I that's yeah. it's Dragon Ball. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, best family game. So we have Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked Two, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. Mm. All of us here have played Mario Tennis Aces and Super Mario Party. Anything else you guys have played? Overcooked Two, freaking awesome. What, yeah. What's that on? I think it's on a lot of platforms. Actually, yeah. it's on Steam. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It. I mean, the the idea is fairly simple. But like it's extremely competitive in a very intense game. Um, so it's you, good for the family. Yeah, where there are no tensions. Yeah, there, I mean everything is like all in good fun, and, and that's what you're cooking meals for people, um, and all these crazy wacky like levels and stuff like that, and increasing complexity of the meals and the environments that you're in that alter the gameplay of how you can cook stuff. Mm. Um, so hungry. It's so much fun. It does look really cool. It looks like a fun, a lot of fun. It looks like a game where, because of the the t- the constant time crunch thing, it would be really like kind of anxious fun. It's like oh, we gotta get the thing and the yeah. and then everybody's like yelling at yeah. each other in the same room. Well, and, and then like, ah. like there are things in the environment where something, depending on what what level you play, where things will take your food from you if you're not like if you don't have it in your hand and it's like sitting on a table, things will come up and snatch your food no. away from you. No. And that is infuriating when you've got to race against the clock and get this food ready and put it out there before the customer gets angry. <laughs> I already made that sushi. Yeah. Don't and then the, you know, whatever takes, you know, your food away from you. You have to start all over. Yeah. That's a, jerk. a lot of feelings here. Yeah. But those feelings, I think, are found in a lot of these games like a tennis mario tennis and super mario party i know we've all felt that way at some point yeah oh yeah absolutely the staple of a family game i'm a little bit confused about tennis aces on this list um it should be best sports wait it is oh never mind. It, it's not a family game if i'm being like really yeah not really too hard it's too hard mm. straight up like for little kids good luck it's all in good fun. Good luck. Like, no, it's not. No, it's, it's tennis. It is a literally a game that is built to be a competition. And it is honestly, that game's pretty difficult. I have still not beat the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> not for lack of trying. I'm serious. Yeah. Is this a children's game? Because I'm a 27 year old adult. <laughs> I still beat this game. So I don't Does understand why it's that say something about you or the game? Hey. What would that mean? What would it be saying if it were oh, saying? Oh. I know what it would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tune in to the uh, notes on the webpage to find out more. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think probably at a minimum, they're assuming you put Joy-Con in grandma's hand and a Joy-Con on the kids in the mm. kid's hand, and they can probably, you know, hit the ball. I, I will say I've had, I've played Super Mario Party, Mario Tennis, and Overcooked. And of those games, I liked Overcooked the most. I like want to yeah, give Nintendo Labo credit here. I don't know how much fan. I think that's more like that could a be, cool, yeah. innovative new way. But yeah, I don't no, know no. about family game how applicable that is. Or the criteria for a family game. Do so. you want me to read it? Yeah. Best family game quote for the best game ha. For the best game appropriate for family play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comma, irrespective of genre or platform. That's not, why would gotcha. you even bother writing that? Oh, well. That's All what right. family game means. Um, it is a little bit like, 
I, I think the Nintendo Labo thing, it does make sense to me as a family game. But is it a game per se? You just build uh, them. Yeah. You yeah, build definitely. Like, you build the controllers. I think the because it's not like software that you just boot up on the system and there's a physical element and a creation element that's external and it's, I mean, it's cardboard based, but whatever. It's something for the parents to do with kids that they understand that they can help them with so that yeah. they can, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And it's different. And I think it's kind of a, I think it's a natural fit because the it's a cool different break from, you know, what we normally have. It's to me, it's an easier sell for a young child adult combination than any of the other things on the list. Something that parents want to feel guilty about, like, oh, I'm just not sending them in front of the TV to ignore me. It's like, oh, we're going to build this together. They're going to learn while doing it. And then we can play whatever game you build together. Yeah. Isn't uh, Starlink a Switch? Are these all Switch-only games? Well, except for Overcooked 2. How about Switch that? Switch takes over. Switch, uh, wow. Switch is taking the world by storm. You again. own a family platform. I do. <laughs> we all do. That's the one consistent thing between us all. So Starlink really is a Does family game? Does that say game? more about us? First? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. It's come in the last year. Jesse, it means that we haven't killed the inner child. The yes. one that yes. breathes hope and life into us. Mm-hmm. Everybody else walk around jaded and like, Blah, everything sucks. And we're just like, no, no, it's like play my Switch. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's uh, do something completely different. Best sports racing game. No. I mean, Mario Tennis Aces is the only one in there. I played the rest are FIFA 19. 19. Come on. Forza Horizon 4, NBA mm. 2K19. Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Okay, I just realized that 19 is probably in reference to the year and not how many of them there are. And now I'm really curious how many of them there are. That's weird that sports and racing got combined. Yeah, do you have enough nominees if you separated them? You have that Project Cars the- 2, you have Assetto Corsa 2, and you have Best or Forza Horizon 4. I could see that distinction. And sure. you have, there's another game that I'm not thinking of that... Or wait, Project Cars 2 didn't come out this past year. It came out the year before, I think. Guys, there's more than 19 FIFA games. Sorry. (laughs) Are there really? So there's like around 35 FIFA games, and that amazes me. Still going strong. Getting What a world we live in. Because, I mean, what other soccer games are there to combat it? None. Okay. Um, Anyway. Good talk. (laughs) Best multiplayer game. Uh, Call of Duty, Destiny 2, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. I'm having deja vu. It's not Sea of Thieves, I know that. Sea of Thieves has not gotten very good reception. That's because they release an early access game for $60. Which is stupid. You don't do that. You finish making a game, and then you ask for money. That's how that works. I mean, that's not how crowdfunding works. Well, you know what? Rareware is owned by Microsoft now. So they have the resources yep. to not do this shit. Mm-hmm. And they did it anyways. Oh, yeah. And they acted like they weren't doing it. And that's shame it. on them. Yep. Oh. Yep. That's Stupid. the problem. Yes. Totally agree. Uh, sea of No <laughs> <Sorry>. Man's Sky. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I didn't no, actually I, mean it. No. I, uh, <laughs> I think that context was necessary. So. Sea of uh, Sky. Sea of No Man's Sky. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know which one's going to win for that I one, think actually. Fortnite, just because of... I don't know. Fortnite. 
but that's just like pure. pure, I I mean, it is a good multiplayer game. There's something to be said about the massive user base. Like, no other game has gotten this big of a user base. Like, kids are playing it in school at their desk. Like, sorry, I'm just so amazed at this phenomenon that went by over my head. Even if you don't buy into it, the numbers matter. Yeah, because it has a huge impact. And how would Ninja feed himself? Otherwise, mm. if this game wasn't, yeah. just had to become a waiter. <laughs> God, all right, I'm definitely cutting. Mom, yeah. I want to become a social media and game influencer mm. when I grow up. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to see Monster Hunter World win, obviously because I played it. Is it broken? Is it a broken multiplayer? It's the PC port that was broken originally. I shouldn't have said which, that. They fixed it. Which oh. it happens with a lot of games. It does. You're right. I got better. Yeah, um, they fixed it. The Grand Theft Auto V was a horrible PC port when it first came out. And then it ended up being perfect. <laughs> Sorry. We're devolving. Anyway. Yeah, we are. It goes on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Best student game. I haven't played any of I haven't these. haven't heard any of these. I'm, at first, my mind went to, oh, the best educational game. <laughs> and Robert was like, uh, no, probably the best student-made game, which makes a lot more sense. We should actually look up what the one-liner is for this, so we know for sure. Okay. We'll best, in best student game, quote, awarded the best student project created at the high school or collegiate level. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats to these guys. Wait, what schools are these, these nominees from? I'm curious. Ooh. Inland Norway University of Applied Sciences, which is in Norway. UC <laughs> Santa Cruz. <laughs> Digipen Bilbao, Spain. Iscart Digital, France. And what's the school? MIT? MIT. MIT. Oh, MIT. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. MIT. We know. Oh, I thought you were being <laughs> completely <laughs> serious. I was like, that's not it. You still have been detected sarcasm voice? Man. Well, you, you said it so convincingly. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm glad to see the world is taking part and it's not yeah. US centric. What are you saying? You're not an... America. (laughs) The thing that's really cool about this is inspiring younger people and talent. The recognition for someone in high school who had enough gall and willpower to actually follow through with finishing a video game and then it actually being playable for other people to enjoy and, and contending on this list, that's really important kind of similar to the games for impact i want these kind of categories to stick around yeah oh yeah really separates them out from the other Mm -hmm. the the hordes of kids that say i want to make video games when i grow up and they don't realize the amount of work that takes Mm -hmm. yeah next category best debut indie game yeah best debut indie game uh i'm glad even for this one I don't... What does that mean for, I, like, the, the the criteria of best debut video game versus best indie, or, yeah, best independent maybe game? Maybe it's, like, a studio. indie company, studio, that, like, this is their first. Oh, yeah, could be. But that also doesn't make sense, because Florence was made by someone that made Monument Valley. Let's read the words. Unless it's, like, their game studio, the official game studio that made the game. Mm-hmm. Jesse don't was I? right. Recognizing a new independent studio that releases first game yeah. in 2018, winner selected by fan voting. Awesome. Mm. Uh, Donut County looks adorable. You can vote now. It looks like The Simpsons. It does. Uh, okay, so the next batch, we're not going to go into 
details, but I think we're just going to talk about in general because it's pretty amazing. There are seven categories for esports. We have best esports game, best esports player, best esports team, best esports coach, best esports event, best esports host, and best esports moment. I can say all that, but I can't say red, red, red. Dead redemption. <laughs> red, red. It's esports, red, red. God of that's what it's called. Is that, that's a typo. It's actually called red, red. Um, that is amazing to me. Esports has taken up such a large section of space in the gaming community that it's like they're having their own little mini award show within a award show. Mm-hmm. And I think they're definitely doing this to, I mean, of course, all of these, they deserve the recognition but it all seems also seems a little bit more like let's bring these people into the fold almost mm-hmm. i don't know it, it, i think it's worth it i think it's good they have them but i'd rather have more recognition towards indie games or like innovative games rather than all of these esports i don't feel strongly one way or the other so what about you guys well i we probably all know who's gonna win the well, it's esports, so it's not multiplayer per se. I mean, it's esports, so it is multiplayer, but it's not strictly multiplayer. It's best esports game. So it's probably a Fortnite. I'll know. only list the best esports game nominees: CSGO, Counter Strike Global, Offensive, Offensive, Offensive. Dota Two, uh, Fortnite, League of Legends, Overwatch. I think these are. It says a lot that these are all pretty consistent over the years. Maybe there might might be a few that have been switched out, but these are all sort of titans in this space. Fortnite's the newest entry. Surprisingly enough, yeah. Um, so the other ones have been around for a while. Hmm. So the fact that I'm seeing billboards and massive prize money on my drive home from work every day says a lot. I'm getting what cable time. It's always there's always a billboard <laughs> talking about some. You see a lot of billboards on your drive home. Yeah, no, above the Turner Building. So I didn't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right next to the Adult Swim billboards. Those are always mm. fun. Nice. Anyway, coming back to this. <laughs> I think probably the weirdest of this would be would be the the coach and the host. Mm. Like they're not even well, I don't I don't know I don't want to go too deeply into host, but are these people even playing or are they just commenting and coaching? <laughs> the the coaches are for the teams. Yeah. So are they playing they're just like the lead player? I don't know. I'm very. Got to make sure their unaware. form and technique and clicking yeah. is staying right well, on, right on strategy player. and all that kind of stuff too that is implemented in their teams. Because I imagine there is a tremendous amount of time that is spent, you know, practicing and all that kind of stuff is like any other sport. Mm-hmm. I guess it's interesting to me. You'll get coach category before you get like what would the be- the equivalent of best director be? You know, for a game, these so many games are so large. There's lots of. There's probably more crossover before of like a quote unquote director. I mean, you have like a game lead, but is that the person? Uh, I don't think we're in the same space now because we're talking about esports, right? No, I know, but I'm saying there isn't a category for games, not esports, like other games. Like best, well, what would that be? Oh, you're saying what would the coach coach equivalent be outside of esports? I wonder if it's more I of like they're a getting very specific for esports with these things. And are you upset about that? Um, I think I'd rather <laughs> have more categories for the others or dive deeper into the people that help develop those. Yeah. 
For like sure. I don't see like director indie games. A lot of times those will have like a visionary lead. Like you know Hideo Kojima, his name Kojima. is Kojima. <laughs> comes up uh, every time. Yeah. In reference to his games, so I guess I'm curious why the, well, the titles always get the recognition, but and it's just implied that the teams underneath them, you know. But I also feel like it's too. a it's a clearer category for best esports coach versus like having a. a whatever the equivalent would be for non-esports games. It's just like, what is gonna, you know, how would you determine that and what's the criteria and all that kind of stuff for- I think it's definitely you know. easier to point to someone, like a one person, yeah. But I also feel like, not for all games, but for a decent amount, there's much more collaboration. It's not like a single person. I, I think my point I'm trying to make is that this seems- This is airtime that could be spent talking about and focusing on some indie developer who sacrificed everything to see their vision come to life instead of a coach of an esports team is that the main rub yeah because uh, to me that's their, like you're preaching yeah. the choir that's way more interesting to me yeah, yeah. and compelling I, and worth spending time on i feel like the only reason there are this many there, there are these many categories is because it's taking up such a large space now and mm -hmm. just that's not my cup of tea, so of course I feel this way, but of course it's gonna be someone else's cup of tea. I'm sure they're happy about that, about this, that there's this many categories. But. You know who else is happy about it? Hmm. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You wanna, you wanna explain a little Yeah, you want me to break that? that down for you? Not you think I'm extensive, kidding? no. I'm saying you can break it down, just maybe not super extensively. This is not his sarcasm voice. I know. <laughs> yes, it can tell the difference. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is the owner and operator and CEO of Amazon Delivery Service. Right. Which owns Twitch. Yes. Which is the number one avenue for people to go from being no name to being esports major league players. Yeah. So spending this time on this, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That's, I mean... Are these I all know. sponsored categories? Let's take a look, see here. Because there are some categories that are sponsored. Yes. Which Brought I to don't... you by HP for okay. the best esports player category. At least according to the website, the remainder of the categories do not have sponsorship. I'm sure there's sponsors generally behind the game awards, and I would assume there's probably heavy sponsorship, because... you know, that's pushing the esports stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Spotify is for. You're not speaking to Mike. Is did Spotify uh, have a particular category that it sponsored? They did. They sponsored the best score slash music category presented by Spotify and it best seems audio design. Less Sorry. Sorry. No. Presented. Oh, so, okay. So it's the category. Fun. It's just presented by these people. Which means they probably gave a lot of money. Yeah. And they wanted to be associated with. Yeah. It's an advertisement. I mean, the fact that we're even seeing it on the website yeah. is that's paid yep. for on some level. So does that mean that's the same category as this one? It's not a separate one, right? Yeah, okay. I ain't mad about it. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jeff, he he smiles. His dreams are filled with joy because of the large amount of categories that are dedicated to esports. He's gonna have something to ha you know be happy about with all, without any hair on his head. Okay, let's get back on track, guys. <laughs> that was a fun little sidetrack. Yeah, I mean, Okay, some of these, like I said, understandable. The game, the players, the teams, makes sense. The event, the moment? Yeah. That, like what? We have no. drilled down too that's far. That's the only one yeah. that like 
of all of them are just what it seems more and maybe they are i don't know we don't have them split out this way on our list but maybe those are fan categories whose idea was that jeff (laughs) (laughs) uh so i just thought that was interesting something we do know that is a community award the content creator of the year we looked it up because it seemed different it is different last year was is the trending gamer award i think that's an mm. easy transition over there i think that's just an interesting category it shows our time that not everyone's playing games but a hell of a lot of people are watching games and those personalities that are playing the games get their own <laughs> uh category so mm. that's pretty interesting i've never heard any of these people except ninja and that's only in passing because of fortnite so Gotcha. Congrats, you guys, for capturing the attention of young people. I hope you're being responsible with the little eyes and ears that are absorbing every move that you make and that want to aspire to be like you one day. Ooh. I hope you're being responsible with that. Mm-hmm. There, There's the Game Awards for you. Uh, should be an interesting time. More than just the recognition to these games, it's also, like we mentioned at the top of the show, a time for game developers and distributors to really hype up games. I'm really curious because they said the Russo brothers of, you know, directors of the latest Avengers movies uh, will be there. And I know they teased, was it Square Enix? I don't know what company, but they were making, years ago, they teased they're making an Avengers game. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. it makes me think, oh, are they going to show more of that? Or are they just going to weirdly say movie Marvel news? I don't know why they'd be there. Something's going down. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Spider-Man showed that you can do superhero games right. And there's already like articles being like, is it going to be revealed this week? The Uh, Avengers Project. Xbox game to be revealed this week with Avengers 4 trailer. Side by side, maybe. I don't Mm. know. I doubt it. Coincidence? I would imagine the movies would want to keep their own hype instead of tying it to a video game. Like it is a lot more selective crowd like i'm sure there's plenty of overlap with the audience but i don't know i don't know know. i'm keeping an open mind but you know spider-man is getting recognized a lot at the show so can't be mad Mm -hmm. about that yeah i i can see them making connections uh people already hoping for some metroid prime news let me get that prime i think that I don't get your hopes up, guys. Maybe it'll happen, but I feel like everyone always gets their hopes up. That and Earthbound never happens. <laughs> or Let's a new F Zero game? Yeah. No. Anyone? Is that your prediction? I haven't heard an inkling. Of, is that yeah, you're just like just out there? Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. George predicted it. <laughs> yeah. Heard it here first. They're not going to show any Metroid-related stuff. You don't think so? Mm-mm. People are either thinking four or remaster for Switch, for one through three. I don't think they're going to show anything for Metroid. Why not both? I just want it all. <laughs> so greedy. Well, because Nintendo didn't do anything last year, did they? Yeah, they did. Um, they, for the Game their Awards? DLC, their the Master Bike, or whatever it's called. Uh, the DLC bike, the motorcycle. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. They yeah. had a whole trailer revolving around that DLC pack. I do, yeah, I do remember <laughs> yeah. that, but there wasn't really anything major. Like it was major to Zelda fans. You wow, you're hurting Jesse's feelings, and you know you're doing. It. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, well, people we'll focus on the motorcycle. It's more about Zelda's side of the story. But. Yeah, 
well, the fingers scraps crossed. we got. Um, <laughs> fingers oh my God. I don't. <laughs> no Zelda, no of course. I'm not getting my hopes up. No Mario, of course. What the the last pillar is Metroid. So it'd be such a weird like avenue to announce like a huge major game title. I, maybe they'll do a fun ad for Smash Bros. Since it comes out the next day. I could see them doing like a, and guess what? It's actually, that's what they did with the DLC last year, I believe. And they say it's, it's, like it's, out, it's now. out now. Like what if they did something like you can get this DLC now? Or, but nobody or, saw the know. DLC coming, right? Huh? Nobody saw the DLC coming, right? No, we knew there was like a, they had a but we didn't know schedule. What it was. We did not know what it was. We just yeah. knew it included some story element. Yeah. That was it. So, and Nintendo's been pretty, uh, for the past few years, I feel like they've just been dropping giant bombs instead of building up hype. They'd rather have that immediate mm. hype. Get it so, tomorrow. Which is awesome. Yeah. I can see them I doing hope it happens. something like that with Smash Bros. Yeah, that'd be cool. Drag out that poor game maker one last time. <laughs> Sakurai. Rest in peace, so. Mr. Sakurai. <laughs> this time you can like see strings attached to his head, like clearly <laughs> holding him up. And someone's like, like moving his, his mouth. Yeah, his cheeks. <laughs> like, don't smile. make me do it. <laughs> We love your games. Uh, poor man, poor man. We love you. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this week. See you next time.